Welcome to Hope Community Podcast. It's great to have you join us today listening online. We pray you'll be impacted by our message this week. Enjoy. A few years ago, one of my passions is to run sporting camps. I love sport. I love what it does. And I was running a sporting camp for young people. And I love to give prizes to kids, but I love to give terrible prizes. So this one year I went out and I spoke to a guy at the Brisbane Lions. This is when they were doing really poorly. And I said, have you got any posters? And they're like, oh, we're not sure what we've got. And I said, no, 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 not your new posters, your really, really old posters. So they gave me this poster, five years old. During the camp, I was giving out these prizes to kids and we built it up, built it up and we said, if you win this prize, you win a Brisbane Lions poster that no one wants and it's five years old. And it, got, it caught on and every time we gave out a prize, kids would go, it's five years old and it become a bit of a theme. So I was giving these posters out and this one little boy won a prize and I said, matey, come on up, I've got a prize for you. It's five years old and a Brisbane Lions poster. And he took the prize off me and he was quite excited and my sarcastic part of it's going, mate, it's a Brisbane Lions poster. No one would want this poster. And he took it and about five minutes later he came up and said, Jeff, thanks for the poster. Thanks for the prize. Again, in my mind, I'm thinking, mate, no one really cares. I've got hundreds of them. They're going in the bin. But he said, no, I want to thank you for the prize. I'm like, that's fine, mate. He goes, I just want you to know, and he had tears coming down his face. He goes, I've never, ever won anything in my life. Bringing hope to people, we want to bring spiritual but there's also just a hope that we give to people every day. So that's just a little story to start with. My sermon today is probably the most basic sermon you'll ever hear. And I'm not going to apologise for that because when I was 18, I was speaking in a few churches and there's this really stern lady in the church and she came up after the message and I'm like, oh my goodness, oh no, what have I done wrong? You know those ladies that just make you terrified when you're a young boy? And she said, Jeff, I just want to let you know I appreciate your message. Every time you talk, my little kids and the old kids get a message out of it and the 80-year-olds get a message. And I'm like, you know what, Lord? Whenever I speak for you, I'm going to just speak really practically. And today it's really practical. It's so practical, but there's four points that I think are life-changing. And someone in my family asked what my sermon topic was, and I said, I'm speaking on our dog. They just about fell off their chair going, are you going to speak about our dog? And I am. There might be some slides come up shortly. But I want to speak to you about our dog, Hudson. I know that you may have dogs, I grew up on a cane farm. Yes, this is Hudson. And I grew up on a cane farm when I was a kid and we had dogs, but they kept getting run over. And Dad went, that's enough of dogs. We're going to buy horses and motorbikes. I'm like, okay. So I haven't had a dog for years. But about seven years ago, Hudson came along and he's owned by my son. But my son lives in an apartment that he owns in the city and his flatmate is allergic to dogs. 
So about three years ago, we took on a co-parenting contract where we have Hudson at our place. Pretty much we just pay all the bills and then Jordan comes and takes him for walks every now and again. But this little dog has had a profound impact on our life. My wife says I love Hudson more than her. Some days it's probably true because he's so loyal. He's an amazing little dog. A random fact from Google. I don't know how, who did this or who counted them, but there are 900 million dogs in the world. Can you imagine working for Google and someone says, can you just go around and count all the dogs? But 900 million. Eight, sorry, 93% of those do dogs live unrestrained. Dogs are really special. Dogs in lockdown after, over the last two years, sales of dogs have gone amazingly well. People have been buying dogs for company. I'm going to share today four characteristics of Hudson and then I'm going to relate them to four characteristics of God. And I think they're really basic, but I think they'll have a profound effect on us. A lady recently told me that God even loves dogs so much that he called them dog because it's God in reverse. So there you go. So little Hudson, the first characteristic about Hudson is he protects us. We can be, and your dog might be the same, we can be at the back of our house having a barbecue and yet he will bark at someone who are walking through the front of our little cul-de-sac. We do not hear them, but he hears them and he knows them and he barks. He protects our house amazingly well with things we never hear about. We take him for a walk. The biggest dogs that are in the playground, he will bark at and want to attack them. I'm like, mate, you ain't going to win that fight, but he protects us. It's nice to have someone in our life who protects us. This week I was reading about one of the biggest causes of the effects of mental health is when we watch the news and we're terrified of things that are happening. We all love to be protected. Today, you and I are blessed as we sit in this church to have a God who protects us. Deuteronomy 31, it's an amazing little verse in here. Verse six says, be strong and courageous do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. That is an amazing promise that we have a God who will never leave us. At SU, we've been running camps for over 90 years. And every time we run these camps, I get a little bit terrified of what can happen. We have risk management in place. We do everything we can. But yet over those, each year I see God's hand of protection of things we can't control. It's an amazing when God protects us. Recently, um, a few months back, I was driving through a really busy intersection at Strathpine. I was miles away thinking about work and just not concentrating. As I drove through this intersection on my right, a car come and I could actually see the man's nearly the whites of his eyes as this car got so close. And my th first thought was, mate, what are you doing? You're going to run into me. Then I realised I was the one who went through the red light. It's, you know, things happen after a few minutes. I went over and pulled in a side street and my hands were shaking as of how close I came to a serious accident. But I thought that is God's protection. 
It wasn't luck. It was God's protecting me that day. Just want to read to you Psalms 18. It it, will take a couple of minutes, but I want to read it to you. An awesome Psalm of David. It says, I love you, Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and and of my salvation, my stronghold. I call to the Lord who is worthy of praise and I've been saved from my enemies. The last couple of verses say, says, they comforted me in the day of my disaster, but the Lord was my support. He brought me out of a spacious place and he rescued me because he delighted in me. How amazing is that, that we have a God that delights in us today? Many times God works in ways we don't understand, doesn't he? Sometimes God protection comes in the form of peace and strength in the middle of despair. Other times God's protection comes at an ending because he sees something more on the horizon that we cannot see. God can prevent any evil or destruction, but we must remember we live in a fallen world where we have free will. Many times God works in ways that we do not understand. But you and I this morning are God's children and we have a promise that God will protect us. So the second characteristic of our little dog Hudson is he records no faults. You, if you have a dog at home, you know whatever you do to your dog, he just doesn't seem to remember. He just loves you. He's loyal. You leave him at home all day, you feel sorry for him, and you think, I wonder if he's going to be okay. Yet when you walk in, he just loves you. He jumps all over you. He records no fault. I would love to have that ability not to record any faults of people. I'd love people, friends and family not to remember things that I've done to them, but they're quick to remind me of the things that I've done. 20 years ago this week, actually on Thursday, my wife and I and our two kids, and they were I think six and eight 20 years ago, we moved to Brisbane from Bundaberg. We didn't know anyone, we just packed up because we had just lost a business and I thought, oh, we just need to run away pretty much. And the reason I wanted to run away is when you lose a business, it comes with a real feeling of, pro- um, you just feel hurt, you feel despaired, you feel embarrassed. So I'm like, let's just pack up and move. It was a big thing to do. The hardest thing I had to do at that time though was to go and visit a man and a lady who had given us a loan for our business. That loan was 230000 and I couldn't pay it off. And it was the worst drive I've ever done as I drove to their house feeling physically sick. How do you tell someone the 230000 you're not going to ever see again? A couple of years later, that couple rang me and I was like, oh, I know, they still want their money. And they said, Jeff, we just want to let you know that we've changed our will. You never have to repay that money. And we've put it in the will so our children can't come and ask you for the money. They recorded no fault, which is a pretty an amazing blessing that I think of often. In Psalms 130, it says, If you, Lord, keep a record of sins, Lord, who could stand? Let me read that again. If you, Lord, kept a record of sins, Lord, who could stand? But with... Sorry, but with you there is forgiveness so that we can with reverence serve you. And that is what we do today. We serve our God 
because there is forgiveness with him. It's a pretty powerful thought. The third little characteristic of our little dog Hudson is he longs to be with us. I don't know if you've got a dog like ours, but we have like a three-seater lounge at home that I watch the footy on. I can sit at the end of that lounge and I'm like, Hudson, you just sit at the end, but no, he has to sit on my lap. He always has to be touching us. He just longs to be with us. If I'm working at home in my office, he will sit there for eight or ten hours right by my desk. If I get up and go and get a coffee, he will follow me. He just longs to be with us. It's pretty cool when you have someone that longs to be with us. Longing is a really, really interesting word. I believe today people have a lot of longings, whether they're big or small. We can long for a career. We can long for approval. We can long for praise. And some of us can live our whole lives living for acceptance. As a kid, there might be a slide came up, but I long for these pair of Adidas shoes. Mum and Dad, we, as again, I said, we lived in a country town, but there was this department store. And every time we went shopping, these Adidas shoes came up and I just longed for them. Mum would never, ever buy them for me. I used to dream about them, think how good I would look in them. I was probably in grade seven and all I wanted was these shoes. Funny thing is, 20 years after probably that, when I longed for them, I worked for Amart All Sports, which is now Rebel, buying footwear. And I saw those shoes every day. How cool is God? <laughs> Let me just tell you or read this in Isaiah 30, 18, when we talk about God also longs for us. Sorry, I'm having trouble reading because I should wear my glasses, but... I always feel silly in them. Yet the Lord longs to be gracious to you. Therefore, he will rise up to show you compassion. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all those who wait for him. The Lord longs to be gracious to you. Isn't that pretty cool? He loves to be gracious. He loves to show compassion. When I was a young teenager, I used to long to be with Jesus. When I was that first Christian, I remember as a young boy laying on my bed, reading devotions, listening to music. Remember cassettes? We used to have cassettes and listen to all this Christian music. And I longed to be with Jesus. Sometimes I wish as I've got older that I still had that childlike faith to be with Jesus. The biggest hindrance to my longing to Jesus is sometimes my job. And I work for a Christian organisation. I'm involved in ministry every day. But sometimes in the busyness of a job that's full of capacity and overcapacity, I get distracted and then I come back and go, my job is to sit with God. The other big distraction is social media. Late at night after a busy day, I'm like, I just need to relax and look through Instagram at some of the sports clubs and sports people that I follow. And then as I start to fall asleep, I'm like, why didn't I spend that time with God? I'm wondering today how you're going with your longing for God. Are you spending time with God? There is nothing more important that we can do each day to spend time with God and yet we fill it with so many things. I want to encourage you today and ask the question, 
are you spending time with God? Not the quick five minutes at the end of Facebook or the end of Instagram, but actually are you spending time with God because he longs to be with you? A friend of mine told me this quote a few years back. He said, Jeff, God does not have favourites, but he does have people he is more intimate with. Let me say that again. God does not have favourites, but he does have people he is more intimate with. So my question today for you is, are you giving space for God to be intimate with you? Or is your life so full with even all good things that God doesn't have a chance to sit with you because God is longing to be with us today. The very last little characteristic as we start to finish is Hudson welcomes us home. Every time, and we got home last night, we went out and we got home, it was really late. This little dog, as we open the garage door, then open the, the little door in that room, he just bolts out. He goes berserk. Not only does he jump all over us, he runs and gets any thong or shoe that he can find. He runs around the house and then he brings it to us. He has done that for the three years he has lived with us. He brings us a gift every time. Most times it's a shoe that just looks twice as big as him. I'm not sure how he carries it in his mouth, but he just welcomes us home. There's something special about being home, isn't there? One of the things that we love to do whenever we can is go to a nice apartment at the coach at the coast. That's our special place. We love the water, we love the coast. At the end of it, I'm nearly in tears that I have to go home. I'm like, oh, you know that night before you're like, why don't we book another night? Debbie's like, no, we need to go home. But you know what? When we walk into our home, it feels special. There is no place like home that's saying it. It is so true. Two years ago this November, we bought a home after 18 years of renting. It feels really special to have a house, doesn't it, and to be home. Whenever I go back to my mum and dad's place and I'm 53, it still feels special to go home to where mum and dad live. There's that thing about going home, you just feel good. Whenever I walk in, I've got two things I do. I walk straight in, say a quick hello to mum and dad, but I always go to mum's fridge. Because I wouldn't do that in Toby's house or anything like at Heather's house. But at mum and dad's place, there's something special about being home. I can just walk in and I look in a fridge because she has awesome stuff. Most of it's out of date. It's been there for four years, but that's okay. Every now and again, you find this really special thing and it's like, I am home. The other thing that I do after going to the fridge, I walk around and turn every light on in the house. Because my dad, who's 76, has spent his whole life walking around after us turning lights off. <laughs> because if you leave lights on, he tells us it costs 12 cents a day. And I'm like, okay. So just to stir him up, I turn them all on. <laughs> They're the things that you do when you go home. It's a safe place. God also talks about in 2 Peter, therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, you'll never stumble. And you will receive a rich welcome into the internal kingdom of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. I want to leave you with this thought this morning. 
one day you and I are going to be welcomed by Christ in the kingdom of God and enter his kingdom. Whatever's happening in our life at the moment and the difficulties that we're all going through, imagine that. We are going to be warmly welcomed by Christ into the kingdom of God. That is an incredible thought of encouragement today. Many years ago, my grandma passed away and my dad and her husband, Bob, were sitting with her. And my dad said to me, as she took her last breath, or really close to it, she said to my dad and her husband, Bob, she said, Bob, it is beautiful. And dad was thinking, wonder what she's talking about. But as he thought about that, he is convinced that she was entering God's kingdom and she was telling them how beautiful it is. That same kingdom awaits us one day. That is such an encouraging thought. So as we close today, those four little points are just so basic, but I want to leave them with you. That today for the people at Hope, God protects you. He protects us each and every day of our lives. Our God today records no fault. He has forgiven us, he loves us, and he is gracious and compassionate to us. Today, for people at Hope, God longs to be with you. He doesn't want the two minutes at the end of Instagram. He longs to be with you. He longs that you would just sit and listen and chat and be in his presence today. And third, and fourthly, God welcomes us home. What a great thought that one day we are going to be home in God's kingdom forever and ever. Let me just close in prayer. Lord, I want to thank you today for the simpleness of your gospel. We thank you that you long to be with us. Thank you that you love us. Thank you that you know us by name. Thank you that you record no fault. Thank you too that we have a home in heaven prepared for us. Thank you for our family members that are gone before us that you've prepared that place. And I pray, Lord, for whatever time that we have that we'll continue to serve you, that we'll love you, that we'll honour you and that we will spend time with you each day. Lord, thank you for the people of hope in their community of Burpengary. We ask that that vision they would continue to bring hope to their community. Lord, bless them, keep them safe. Lord, pray that they'd leave a legacy on Burpengary, the way that they love you, the way they love their community. So bless them today. Thanks so much for listening to Hope Community Podcasts. We hope you enjoyed today's message and remember to subscribe to the channel to keep up to date. From everyone here at Hope Community, have the best week.